Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. So tonight as we talk about the uh, crossroad of judgment. Yes, it's another decision that we're talking about, as all crossroads are. But this one has more to do with making, like a judge would, a, a final decision. And although we may not ever be in that official capacity or role, perhaps we might think about the judgments that we make in our hearts and in our minds. So tonight we talk with an expert on that crossroad of judgment. However, his choice is notorious. And... His name echoes through the ages with that baggage attached. So tonight we do welcome Pontius Pilate from Judea. Let's uh, welcome him as he joins us tonight. Pontius Pilate, governor. Uh, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. I, um, um, yeah, thank you. It, it truly is, it's truly an honor for us to have you here. Well, you should be honored. I've always been a man of authority. I'm used to having people treat me with deference. I was governor of Judea for many years, appointed by Caesar, and rather successful, by the way, in my years of rule. Um, you know, I, I apologize for not showing proper deference. So let, let's at least go up to these comfortable stools up here and, uh, and have a seat. No, please pardon me. I, I didn't know the, whether I should bow or, or what I should do, but, um, but I do appreciate your coming here because there's a lot of questions that, that we have. Um, you mentioned about being successful as the governor of Judea. But for many people, especially those that are called Christians, your name is more synonymous with, with weakness and dishonor. Well, that's because of the trouble with the trial of Jesus. I was put in an impossible position. I had no choice. You had no choice. You see, as we read the story, it seems like throughout that trial, there were any number of opportunities that you would have had to make the right judgment. Yes, I suppose it's so easy when you look back at what happened now. But I was the one there. I was the one who had to make the choice. I did what had to be done. Please forgive me for, for you know, coming across confrontational, but had to be done? As we read the story, there were two people. One was a murderer, a criminal, and the other was Jesus. We, um, I just had some young kids up here talking with them, and um, I think they would have easily made the right decision in terms of which one to let free. So was somebody forcing you to, to let Barabbas free? Was, was somebody forcing you to make that strange choice that you made? 
strange for you perhaps, but necessary for me. I was trying to find a way to release Jesus without causing trouble with the religious leaders, those devious and dangerous troublemakers who brought Jesus to me in the first place. I knew what they were doing. They were trying to get me to do their dirty work. They hated Jesus. They stood up to him. They condemned them to their faces and threatened their place of authority and their cash flow, by the way. Well, then, then why even go through the whole thing with Barabbas? I mean, why didn't you, I don't know, just release Jesus? And have them run to the emperor with the story? Have them attack me behind my back and threaten my place? To be truthful, they had reported me before, so I was on a very short leash with the emperor. Listen, you don't have a clue what it was like to be a Roman emperor back then. The politics were complex. I can't even begin to tell you. I had to keep my friends close and my enemies even closer. Sometimes you have to give in order to get. I had to think of my place, my future. I couldn't risk putting my position in their hands. I did what I had to do. I, I'm sure there's no way I can appreciate the situation you were in, but, but with all due respect, sir, your own wife warned you not to do what you did. My wife? What did she know? You don't understand the pressure I was under. Sure, I was at a crossroad, but the choosing was not really open for me. What was I supposed to do? Go against common sense and risk my future by releasing Jesus just because I thought he was innocent? Well, wouldn't that have been the right thing to do? And you all stand in judgment of me. Look at yourselves. How many times have you made a choice that would make life easier for you, even though you knew it was not the best choice or even the right choice? In this day of political correctness, how many of you have sacrificed what is true for what is best for you? So, you're comparing us with you? Of course. What about the businessman who cheats on his income taxes, the woman who tells the story about someone she knows it'll hurt, or the youth who goes along and tries drugs? Sure, they have pressure. They have to do what seems right at that moment in time. Of course, a little shading here, a little lying here won't hurt, they think. Well, is that what you are doing? Well, certainly it is. And there are those who run others down to make themselves look better. Those who lie to improve their standing in the community. And well, you know, you know about all these sins. What about them? Are they better than me? Well, I guess you, you certainly do have a good point. And if we are to stand before the ultimate judge the one who calls us always to make the right choices, you are absolutely right. We, um, we fail as well. And we would stand, like you, convicted. But you have a way out. I had to live with my bad choice. You don't. That same Jesus who stood innocent before me, the same Jesus who went to the cross because of my choosing, the same Jesus who rose to give you life, he offers you forgiveness for the failed choices, for the pain your choices have caused. You are given a gift I never had. You are forgiven and free in Jesus. I, 
I thank you for sharing that. I, I can't tell you how I never would have expected to hear those words coming from the one who had condemned Jesus to death. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I don't think we could have said it better ourselves. That, that's what, why we're Christians. We, we are free in Jesus. We, we can take our bad decisions to him, and he gives us for forgiveness, sets us free from guilt. But how, how did you know all that? Or, or, or how do you know that now? I mean, what did happen after this trial? All we have is the story of you up to your washing your hands and, and condemning Jesus to death. It's way too complicated to get into now. I had to live with my bad choice. But I did keep up the rumors of Jesus' resurrection and the phenomenon that swept the Roman world based on his forgiveness. But even if I wanted to become a believer, I never could have. Let's just say that politics is politics, and well, I'm a politician. I cared more about my political future than my eternal soul. You have what I chose not to have, and I envy you for that. Well, again, well said. I, uh, I do appreciate you taking the time. It has been an honor and, and privilege for us. So, uh, again, thank you so much. So. Not sure I can blame him. Or... I don't know, being upset or disappointed or having missed it. But you think about what Pilate did have to live with. And how much after the fact did he know or hear about Jesus and and the supposed, um, from his perspective, resurrection. And then these Christians that start to um, change the world, turn it upside down, many of whom were willing to give their lives, as Jesus did, for what they believed. I don't know how many decisions have haunted you. How many judgments have you made? either in your mind or in your heart or maybe even publicly, been on record of things that turned out to be wrong. False judgments, wrong judgments. But of all places, to have Pontius Pilate be the one to remind us of what we have in Jesus, that we have a place to take our guilt, that we have someone that we can take those poor judgments and bad choices and give them to, someone who offers us unconditional love and peace and forgiveness. We know what it is to make judgments, but how often do we pray for that wisdom of the Holy Spirit to guide us the entire way. In Jesus' name, amen. We worship the Lord with our offerings.